Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and happy Tuesday afternoon. Um, I hope everyone that's listening in the United States had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I know I did here in Florida, despite Tropical Storm Barrel, which uh, bared down on the East Coast. And we got a few... Rain bands here in Tallahassee, but um, other than that, it was a terrific Memorial Day weekend. So um, let me inter- introduce our guest today. She's actually from Toronto, Canada, so she didn't have to worry much about the tropical storm. <laughs> Her name is Linda Catalan. She is an MBA and a professional life coach, certified trainer, and master practitioner of neurolinguistic programming, which I'm very interested to learn about. Uh, she is president and CEO of Results Catalyst, Inc., which is a professional coaching and training company. So welcome, Linda. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Beth. Oh, absolutely. Um, I know that I, I left off, first of all, that you've got a book out called Stepping Stones to Success, Achieving Balance and Success in Career and in Life, um, which uh, I'm sure is a great read uh, because you are a co-author with, uh, with several prestigious names. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us anything about yourself that I have, uh, you've got quite an extensive bio that I have left out, and uh, maybe a little bit about your book. Okay, fabulous. Um, well, I, yeah, you know, I'll just start at the beginning. Basically, my in most of my career, most of my adult career, uh, was spent in banking. I spent 25 years in financial services on both sides of the border, actually, in Canada and the U.S., um, and I you know, kind of grew up the corporate ladder, increasingly taking on more senior roles and and was a a senior leader and executive for a number of years uh, in the banking organization. And I guess towards the end of my banking career, so to speak, I I became very, um, I'm going to say, you know, stressed out like a number of of people do from time to time and to some degree my level of stress was um, sure was workload related but it was also related to um, perhaps kind of losing some of the passion that I had had for my earlier career but also just feeling a longing for for doing something different for doing something more for being a a bigger contributor and um, and you know so I had this opportunity to uh, actually I had an opportunity as I was sort of soul searching and and looking for ways to de-stress. I, I you know did this retreat, this retreat weekend, which was really intended for me to get some clarity in terms of where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do, and also to help me de-stress so that I can kind of manage my day to day. And uh, in the process, the two leaders that were leading the retreat were both NLP practitioner, neuro linguistic programming practitioners. And so I had this amazing uh, breakthrough that weekend uh, that I did this retreat. I just had such clarity in terms of what I needed to do, what you know, who I needed to become, and uh, what my next steps were. And so I, I literally at that moment kind of embarked on kind of a plan of action for moving myself out of the corporate world 
and into a self-employed um, kind of uh, um, a self-employed business. And because coaching and mentoring were always such a big passion of mine when I was in the in the banking world, I decided that I was really going to make that a, a career. And so it took me about three years to, you know, get my head around it, to get kind of, you know, all the logistics behind it, to do some training. I actually became fully trained and qualified in NLP and in coaching, you know, even before I made the transition. And once I had all the ducks in, in line, I, I, I left the organization I was with. And I, I started coaching uh, professionally. And so I've been um, a professional and life coach now for almost seven years and have just had a wonderful journey with it. It's just been just a, such an amazing transition for me. I've been blessed to meet um, wonderful people uh, en route, both as clients and um, really great network of, of people. I've co-authored two books, actually. Um, my most recent book is The Stepping Stones to Success, uh, with uh, co-authored with Deepak Chopra, Jack Canfield, uh, Dennis Waitley, and 18 other uh, published authors. So it's a wonderful book that gives you just tremendous strategies on mastering business, life, and relationships. Uh, mine is really all, my chapter is really all about achieving balance and success in career and in life. And um, the other book that I, I co-authored is a book called The Power of Women United, which became a Canadian bestseller, and uh, it's also co-authored with with other um, uh, actually very in- incredible uh, women. And so I've just had so much fun building a business and uh, writing and finding some creative outlets, and it's just been such a wonderful journey for me. It certainly sounds like it. You um, you have uh, achieved um, a lot of success, and I know a. Uh, a lot of people, you know, strive for within your within your profession of being a life coach, and uh, and you've you've achieved the success through through being a published author. I mean, you're able to reach millions through your through your writings. Absolutely, um, and you know, it's interesting because when you when you embark on writing, well, certainly when I started to write. It was uh, it was something I was doing for myself, and in fact, I'll tell you a quick story. But um, it, it was the, my the first book I got involved in, which was The Power of Women United. I wrote in in the year that I turned fifty, so it was actually part of my personal you know transition and um, part of my legacy that I wanted to leave behind. So it was very much a, a personal reason that I wanted to write that book, and what came from it was um, all of the people that we touched with the book through, uh, you know, through speaking engagements, through um, getting our book out there, through getting the word out there, um, through just the power of um, having it in written form and having it available to so many so many more people. It really kind of took on a life of its own. Oh, wow, that's that's great. That's very great. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, let's get to some of the questions that we um, worked out beforehand that uh, we can really uh, sort of dive in and learn more about what you do. Um, how do you find define success, and what does it mean to you, and how do you measure it? Well, you know, it, success is kind of a, an interesting thing. I, I think that as I was younger, my earlier days kind of, you know, working to climb the corporate ladder and, you know, achieve levels of success, I personally kind of define success only in the context of career. 
you know, how far up the corporate ladder it could climb, how much money it could make, you know, that type of thing. And I think, you know, the years of, of being in business, the years of, um, you know, experience in life and, you know, family and kids has really taught me that there really is more to life than just work. And it's really helped me to achieve a much broader perspective on su- success. So for me, the way I view success is it's important to be in balance in your life. It's one of the main reasons why I love the work that I do as a life coach, because I firmly believe that you need that sense of balance. And um, it's it's about, you know, yes, it's about being happy. Yes, it's about generating happiness for others. But, it, you know, really it's about having that sense of balance. And sometimes it's it's not easy to have total balance all the time, um, you know, kind of in area of your area of your life. So sometimes you do have to kind of give up some balance in one area of your life to and knowingly know that you're kind of temporarily misaligned. And that's okay as long as you have the big picture, but it's it's where it's taking you and what are you striving for longer term. So for me, I really feel that success, being success is when you have that balance that when uh, your every area of your life is is ticking along you know that you that you have a good you know family life and uh, good support there that uh, you've got a good network of friends um that your finances are in control and that your personal growth that you're spending time you know on continuous improvement that you have a physical environment that is supporting you in terms of you know relaxation in terms of whatever it is that it needs to be for you, health and wellness, that you're actually taking care of your health, and even spirituality. And, of course, career, that's important too, but it's it's about finding all of those things and having them all be humming along. Um, so I find that success for me now really comes through a sense of accomplishments in a variety of areas. You know, one of the things I'm most uh, feeling accomplished about right now is is my kids who have are um, are both adult children now and and uh, you know have kind of you know we've gotten past the teenage years and <laughs> into adulthood and and there's so many things there's so many blessings in our lives and it's recognizing that we do have these blessings and also recognizing that we have control to to over these different areas of our life that it's that it's not just um, you know. Um, I'm going to say it's not just a crapshoot. It it really, you know, we really are um, or can be empowered if we make the things that are important to us important to us. Absolutely, that sounds um, that sounds like a great plan to uh, to achieve some sort of balance. And you can't be balanced all the time. I've found you know you can't always achieve that perfect balance in your life. But if you do see overall in the the big picture, as you called it. Um, you can um, you, you can um, maybe dedicate one part of your life to say your family if it, if that's what it needs at that point or your career and then uh, and then move on later on to a more a more balanced approach. Absolutely, I mean Beth, I, I remember there was a t- there was a time in my life where I was um, I'm going to say really out of balance. Um, I was my my children were really small at the time, you know, uh, a newborn and a two-year-old. Um, I was a, an executive uh, traveling, you know, the country. 
I was working on my MBA part-time. Um, I mean, I, I, I survived on three hours of sleep a night, and I could not have done that for an extended period of time. But it, I knew that it was temporary, and I knew it was it was a, a period that was, you know, that there was a, you know, pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, so to speak, that I could get through it and knowing that it wasn't forever, that this didn't have to be my life forever. And I did get through it. And, you know, I thankfully I did have a really, you know, strong support system. I had a husband that was very supportive and, you know, parents that would help with the, you know, with the, the children and the child rearing and that type of thing. But, you know, those are crazy nights when my my newborn was not sleeping through the night and I would stay up you know, doing my studies and literally sleep, you know, three hours between the, you know, feedings. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> Certainly sounds like it. Well, what advice would you give others making that transition from a corporate career to a self-employment career? Yeah, um, you know, that's that's a great question because so many people don't, um, you know, they, they get caught up in what they're doing in the moment and they don't kind of sit back and look at their career from a longer-term perspective. Uh, the reality is most people change careers multiple times in their lifetime. And uh, the reality is chances are you aren't going to stay in your career, and there may be a point in time where uh, you are going to set up uh, a business on your own. Certainly small business is one of the fastest-growing sectors, and so a number of people are making the transition from corporate to uh, small business. The most important thing I think is that it's really important to build a networking muscle. So make sure you're really good at the art of networking. And a good place to start if you're in the corporate world right now is to to network internally within your own organization. Um, you know, t- take your head off off your desk, so to speak. Get out and meet people. Um, develop some really good relationships and really cement those relationships because they will come in handy you know when you're looking for another job when you're out on your own in a business it's very very important um you know other tips that i would give is is to um to really develop some thick skin um to get comfortable with uh you know hearing the word no uh to build your character so you know to you know, you got to be tough. It's it's it is competitive out there, and you can't be sensitive. You can't let uh, you can't be affected by what people say to you. You've got to be strong in your own convictions, strong in your own value systems, and really be clear in terms of what it is that you want for yourself. Um, my one of my favorite tips is to be nice to everyone you meet. I had this great boss once when I was kind of moving up the corporate ladder, and he had the best advice. He said. He said, uh, be nice to everyone you meet because you never know when you'll meet them on the – be nice on the way up because you'll never know when you meet them on the way down. And I just thought that was the best line, um, to be nice to people on on your way up climbing the corporate ladder because you never know when you're on your way down and out. Mm -hmm. And people will remember you and they'll be nice to you and they'll provide you with opportunities and you'll you'll develop this, this brand. Um, and it's interesting because the organization I worked for, I worked for for over 20 years, and I've been gone for seven years. My daughter took a part-time job there, and there are so many people that have said to her, I remember your mom, she was such a great person, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And your legacy lives on. So it's very, very important that um, that you remember that you are 
you you're a brand and that brand lives and uh you know that's at the end of the day you know you're only as 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 good as the legacy you've left behind so those are a couple of tips i i could give you tons more <laughs> <laughs> um, but those are those are a few of my favorites. Those were great. That's terrific advice. Advice for um, for all those out there listening. Uh, take take that to heart because I found that um, I, you know I run into the same people over and over again, despite how you know large the uh, the legal profession may be or the teaching profession or whatever it is I choose to do. Um, so that's definitely advice to take heart. Um, despite a successful and uh, professional career, you have maintained a work-life balance, juggling family and career. How have you managed to do that? Well, um, <laughs> uh, that you know, it's it's not easy, and it's it's constant. Uh, it's a constant reminder. I believe that you know one of the most important things is to be really clear on what your values are, and um, you know, even when I was in a very, you know, demanding career, uh, working crazy hours, um, my family always came first. You know, now sometimes people think, okay, that, you know, that means you've got to be home, you know, when the kids come home from school or, but, you know, I, I know a lot of, a lot of moms who um, are, I would say, I know moms who are stay-at-home moms that aren't happy being stay-at-home moms, doesn't necessarily make that it doesn't necessarily make that an ideal situation it's important that you that you are valuing what it whatever it is that you're doing so whether you're a stay-at-home mom or a working mom either situation is good and can be great what's important is that you're really clear on what your values are and so for me family was always number one but a career was important to me too and so i really made sure that um that i when I had time with my kids, that it was truly quality time. And so, for example, if I was on, um, on if I was on a business trip, I knew their bedtime was eight o'clock when they were little, and I would phone in at eight o'clock every night, and I would read them their bedtime story. I literally would pack their bedtime, you know, their favorite books, in my suitcase, and at eight o'clock I would phone them to read them their bedtime story because. That was our quality time. I used to read to them before they went to bed, and so I would do that. And so they didn't feel, you know, sure they missed mom because she wasn't physically there, but they were still hearing the sound of my voice before they went to bed. Hmm. That was, you know, one example, and that really helped me get through that stage. Um, We had amazing conversations in the cars because the kids were both very active in different sports, and I would drive them everywhere, and we had some major life life questions that we talked in the car about. And um, so that was really important. Um, For me, maintaining a relationship with my husband, uh, we used to actually schedule date nights, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of a sad thing to say to schedule date nights. But the way we did that is we actually uh, purchased tickets uh, to one of our local theaters, and uh, they had, you know, theater, uh, a show that came once every two months, and so it was really easy then not to get lost in the day-to-day life, but we had this date night, which was basically dinner in a theater, and we had this you know private little uh, date night that really kept us close as a couple, which was very important. 
Um, and then I, you know, in terms of my work, I I, I worked around um, my family schedules. I mean, like I said, I, at times I would give up sleep to, to work if I had to um, and be very, um, you know, it's important that you're organized. It's important that you let go of what's not important. Um, I used to laugh that the kids would play with dust bunnies because mm-hmm. my house was a disaster. And, you know, I had a cleaning lady, uh, you know, when I could. But the rest of the time, it just wasn't a priority. So you have to let go of some of those things that, yeah, you know, they're uncomfortable. But you need to let go of, you know, what the truly the unimportant items so that you can focus on what's most important in your life. Well, um, I'm sure you've had many role models in your life. And what career or life lessons have you learned from them? Hmm. Well, you know, my biggest role models um, were my parents, um, especially my mom. Um, my parents um, were immigrants, and uh, they immigrated from, um, actually they escaped from a communist country over 50 years ago now, and uh, with literally just the clothes on their back. And uh, they, you know, left, you know, the like everything behind their their families their everything uh, with the hopes of you know um, a new better life etc and so I, I looked at them and I, I think wow the risks that they took you know the chances of never seeing your family again the chance that you know hey where you're moving to is not a better life you know the huge risks and yet they did it and um sometimes i i think about that when i'm you know trying to make a a minor decision on something that you know really in the scheme of things is not that important so i i look at them and i say wow if i could even have an ounce of that that would be so cool um my mom especially because my mom grew up in an era where um you know in her family they they had you know large family as was very common back then there was six of them and actually my father's family was 12 of them so every family had large kids, especially growing up on farms. And in her case, she was a very bright woman. And yet because she was a woman, she was not, there wasn't enough money for everyone to go to school. And so, you know, the the, the boys in the family got the educations and the girls didn't, you know, because the, the intent was that they would get married. And so she's been just a tremendous cheerleader in my life every step of the way encouraging me to you know to continue to pursue my my uh, my interests my studies my career and on uh, in all honesty she's just been so wonderful i'm not sure i could have achieved what i had if i hadn't had her kind of cheering me on on the sidelines and um and so she's been my my biggest role model and biggest supporter because you know, she, you know, at a time when I was making a decision about what to do and, you know, what to study and that type of thing, I, you know, my father was saying, oh, you know, well, you're going to get married anyway. And my mom was saying, no, you look after yourself. You need to be independent. You know, if marriage comes, great. But if it doesn't, you want to make sure you can take care of yourself regardless. And it was just such uh, great advice and uh and so rewarding for me, too, to accomplish the things that I have in my career and in my life. I couldn't have done it without her as a supporter and a role model. That's terrific. That's awesome. I'm I'm so happy to hear that you have such a great cheerleader in your life. Um, 
So I understand that mentoring and coaching is your passion. What is it about that that motivates you? Oh, there you know there's there's so much. When when I was in the banking profession, um uh I always coached and and led people and and managed them and I always used to say the I had large groups of teams uh reporting to me at various times in my career and the favorite aspect of my job was really coaching and mentoring and more from a personal growth and development. I would watch these people um you know, just uh, gobble up the coaching and uh, and really step into their magnificence, you know, to step into their, their potential. Like I could see the potential in them and sometimes they didn't, you know, have the confidence in them or, or they, you know, you know, didn't know that they could. And watching them kind of step into that and, and grow and, and learn and, you know, it was just, it was very rewarding for me. And... I think um, I've always, at my core, I think I've always been kind of the archetype teacher, teacher coach, and uh, I just get so much reward out of uh, working with individuals, helping them achieve their goals, helping them get clarity out of their goals. A lot of people don't have clarity. They know what they don't want. They no clue what they want. Um, and so just seeing them kind of step into that seeing them achieve their goals is very rewarding to me. It it really is and I've I've always had a passion of it and now being able to do that kind of as a full time profession is really just wonderful. <laughs> I mean I I can't say enough about it. <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you're very um impassioned about it and that is so terrific to uh to have a career that you know, you wake up in the morning and you can't wait for your feet to hit the floor. That's uh that's really great to know. Um, so one last question um, as we um, uh, sort of uh, wind down the interview here. What are some of the steps that people can take in order to supercharge their lives? Mm. I think that um, probably the best place to start is to really kind of do a self-assessment um, and to do some self-discovery around where you are right now. It's kind of like taking stock, you know. What's what's your personal scorecard? And, you know, I, I kind of, um, you know, I use a wheel of life approach, but it's uh, how satisfied am I in every area of my life, you know. And you've got to look at some of the areas that we talked about before, not only career, but also your relationships, your relationships with your significant other, your relationships with family and friends. Uh, physical environment, spirituality, personal growth, um, health and wellness, uh, all of those things. Uh, you really need to take stock and say, you know, how happy am I in each of those areas of my life? If I were to score that on a scorecard of 1 to 10, would it be a 1, a 10, a 7? Like, what what would that be? And then really look at um, look at the pieces and say, what would a perfect 10 look like? You know, so I rated, you know, I don't know, finances a seven. What would a ten look like? You know, and really get clear on, um, you know, what, you know, the desired outcome would be. Because a lot of us kind of know the things we're not happy about, but we don't take the time to really think about, well, what would make us happy instead? You know, and we might say, oh, well, we're in a, we're in a crappy relationship or we're not happy w- about... 
um, the job we're in. But we don't take the time to really think about, well, what would the perfect job look like for me? You know, and what would the perfect relationship look like for me? And then really just start to, you know, look at the pieces. Um, So, you know, the, the most important thing is the clarity. And then look at, you know, how can I take that first step? That first step to start closing the gap. Hmm. If, I were, if I were to take a step in closing the gap, where would that take me? And then right. where would that lead me? And just do it piece by piece. That's some powerful advice, definitely. Um, uh, as a, you know, looking to uh, looking to where you could be as opposed to where you are, and figuring out where how to how to close that gap, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, between those two things. That's some uh, that's some powerful thinking. Yeah. So. Okay. And, and it can be that simple. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds simple, yes. and it probably is. But, and if you know, they need help, they can always hire a coach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and you're out there as a coach. Um, your website is www.resultscatalyst.ca. Uh, you're based in Toronto, Canada, but obviously you can do phone. Uh, I'm assuming that you do phone consultations. Yep. I do phone and Skype. Oh, Skype's great. Great. Yeah, it's uh, it's well, Skype is a wonderful tool. All right. Well, my guest today has been Linda Catalan, and it's been a very enlightening uh, radio show. I hope you got just as much out of it as, as I did. Uh, thank you, Linda, for taking the time to be on the show today. I really, really appreciate your time. Um, thank you very is, much for having me. Certainly, certainly. The book um, that she has co-authored with uh, several big names, congratulations on that, is, ste- is Stepping Stones to Success, Achieving Balance and Success in Career and in Life. And she's also written the Canadian bestseller, The Power of Women United. So um, thank you, Linda, for being on the show again. And uh, I very much appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Beth. Absolutely. And for the success design, this is Beth Schenkel anderson wishing you a great week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.